afternoon and welcome to your diy health here on the spreaker radio network and simulcasting on free conference call i'm your host sergeant jim ram retired you can call me sarge it's monday february 19th 2024 and this program is meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional assuming you can find one I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. With that in mind, we invite you to visit our website, yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there, including the terahertz frequency devices, which were featured prominently at the top of the home page. There's all kinds of information on those. We encourage you to check them out. There's ordering information and all that kind of stuff. If you have any questions, go ahead and hit the contact me button and uh, send me a message or call and uh, leave a message. Either way, we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours, and we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. While you're on the main website, be sure and hit the Radio Shows tab. At the top of the page is the link to the archive page set up through castbox.fm. And then right below it is the Rumble button. And if you click that, it'll take you right to the Rumble page set up for the show back in October. And all the shows we've done since then are up there. There's well, probably pretty close, maybe a little bit more than 100 of them now. And uh, we encourage you to check them out, share it. Uh, hit the like button and on the videos and follow the page and that way more people can find out about the show and learn how to restore their health naturally instead of using dangerous drugs surgery and lethal injections otherwise known as vaccines so keep in mind the topics discussed oh yeah i forgot scroll down a little further you'll see the information on the shows we do when they're on and how you listen and at the bottom of the page is the link to the facebook page set up for the show as well as the telegram channel now, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Spreaker Radio Network, Free Conference Call, Rumble, any of the other platforms we're on, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say in this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping-off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. All righty then. That being said, uh, we got... Uh, monday show coming up today john should be with us john can set Kasarab, and uh i'm not seeing him yet but um he should be here any minute and we'll be talking about itericare uh testimonies and that kind of thing um hope everybody had a good weekend uh it's kind of funky here in ohio uh friday night we got about oh probably about five or six inches of snow dumped in our yard and uh, it's pretty dogs loved it our puppy has never seen that kind of snow and he's just have been having a blast playing in it and all that kind of stuff and uh, but it kind of fouled things up around here I canceled a meeting i had saturday morning um, i think guys were just looking for excuse to stay home and sleep in <laughs> and i had to eat a half or a pound of bacon and a pound of sausage all by myself because that's what i was taking to this breakfast breakfast meeting and uh, bacon's all gone i think there's six of those little sausages left they'll probably disappear this afternoon or this evening but uh thank goodness for car carnivore diet <sighs> man 
But uh, anyway, yep, it's uh, getting warmer here. We're having a heat wave. It was only about 12 degrees yesterday morning when I got up. Today, uh, right now, it's 39, so my snow should be melting just in time for a delivery I've got coming later on today. But I cleared. I went out and shoveled the sidewalk anyway so the guy could make it to the front door. <laughs> Trying to be nice. Um Let's see, what else is going on? Just killing time until John gets here. Oh, um, the uh, there is a new video series, I guess you could call it, called The End of COVID. Um, it was mentioned by Mike Adams uh, last week uh, on one of the shows that I was playing a video from. They've got over 100 hours of video talking about all the different things uh, having to do with uh, covid Um I've watched several of them, probably six or eight of them so far, and uh, really, really good information. Um, probably tomorrow I'm going to be playing one. There's a lady from Canada. can't remember her name right off the top of my head, but um, I think it was Marie something. But anyway, um, she has sent over 250 uh, Freedom of Information Act requests to governments all over the world trying to get someone who could send them uh, information or documentation showing that they had uh, isolated the COVID virus. And wouldn't you know, not one of those uh, groups has been able to send any documentation whatsoever. Every one of them basically says, uh, we don't have any of that information. Um, (laughs) So... uh, probably be playing that one tomorrow uh it's pretty interesting anyway it looks like john has made it in john welcome how you doing today buddy did you have a good weekend hit that mute button well he's on the board but might be uh making some last minute changes or something ah there we go now he's unmuted how you doing hey there you are how are we doing I'm doing great. Good. Um, carnivore report. I have not eaten since February 6th. And I have blasted down since September from my 200 pounds. I'm a now 159. Wow. And um, things are great. Man, you're going to waste weight or nothing. <laughs> I'm bringing it down, man. I'm getting Ooh. all fat out of my body. Good heavens. So for 13 days now, you haven't eaten anything. That's correct. Wow. I have been eating a little bit of fermented foods to keep my gut biome Mm -hmm. up. So sauerkraut and Bubby's pickles, which are a fermented, not a pickled, Mm -hmm. um, dill pickle. Uh And those are great. I got to see if I can find some of those. One or two of those. Yeah, most grocery stores, a lot of them are a health food source carrying. They're 10 bucks a bottle. Um, but the taste and everything is so much superior to the typical dill pickle you get. Mm-hmm. Plus, you get the fermentation and the probiotics. Cool. You're going to find them in a cooler section. You okay. Know, someplace like that. I'll have to check out. And um, Bubbies. Sprouts is where, is where the best collection of fermented foods I've found. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have. They got all kinds here. of different sauerkrauts and stuff. Well, you got to find somebody that carries a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. because uh, Dr. Uh, Sean O'Mara is the one that said that 
we should be eating these fermented foods uh, along with our carnivore status. Not enough. Like what? Like the pickle has zero calories in it. I mean, you know, there's no there's no uh, uh, sugar or any kind of carbs associated with it, yeah, or the sauerkraut. <laughs> huh? It's basically water. You know, that's what you know. Cucumbers yeah, are probably ninety eight percent water. So yeah, I, I imagine so. So uh, that has helped, and I also during this time started feeling it kind of shaky and a little weird sometimes mm -hmm. a little spacey and i realized that not eating i'm not getting my minerals or anything at all yep so um and my electrolytes so i i went and quickly grabbed a quick supplement off the shelf that has everything in it cheap just to put something in and since i did that i feel pretty good yeah whenever i've done a fast i always uh continue to do my supplements uh just for that reason and um well, i am doing my other supplements too that i'm taking you know to deal with the heart issues and stuff like that yeah. i haven't had angina, angina pain now for more than a, two weeks wow cool that's great that's amazing but uh the big problem i'm having right now is my lower abdominal fat is uh, just doesn't want to budge and so i'm going to keep pushing this uh i'll probably i'm going to be meetings with some people thursday so i'll probably break my fast at that point but i would say that's a pretty good run for a fast oh, really yeah but once Definitely. your body's fat adapted mm -hmm. you just don't have the cravings that you do if you try to do a fast and on a carb diet yeah see even keto you know because there's there's still carbs in the keto Mm -hmm. And um, it still is harder to withhold food, but it seems seamless when you're doing the carnivore because you don't necessarily eat on a regular basis. You know, if you're going to do intermittent fasting, you got to have a window of eight hours where you eat, mm -hmm. and the rest you don't. Yep. And it takes at least twelve hours to get you into autophagy which is where the body goes in and starts cleaning up all the crap that's in your body. And uh, I, said, I, I just went in, to, I just one day decided I'm going to, I'm going to do the fast because I want to get rid of all the fat in my body in a, in a hurry. I'm really on a, a, a time, time frame here because I, I know what's coming and I got to get into fighting shape. I can't go into this thing bloated and sluggish and not able to, endure the hardships that are going to be coming well, i got to commend you for planning ahead and working on it no so, doubt about it i yeah, mean so many people see it coming and aren't doing anything i know it that's my military experience so yesterday at the meeting we're, we're listening to americanpatriot.org and this is a couple uh who were literally attacked by the police beaten um, they tried, what they did was they attacked the woman, uh, and they were attacking the women in, on that line. They were not over a barricade. They weren't even close to what was going on up in the Capitol. The police were trying to pull the women over the barricade onto the other side. And they were beating them, and that gets the men excited. And so the men start fighting the police. <laughs> Uh, they wanted to create their own riot. Yeah. Anyway, they ended up prosecuting them, and now they're felons. But they created an organization to help other people that are being 
prosecuted like they are um, because people are losing their homes over this. They're, they're, it's really creating a massive dislocation of people. And I guess they're happy to do it. I don't know why the cops are doing this stuff. They're, they're creating an environment where the people are going to turn against the police. Could be. And uh, that's not good. That's not good. I'm not I mean, finding AmericanPatriot.org. There's a .com, and it says website coming soon, but there's no .org. Yeah, the, yeah. let me go make sure I got the, the that right. Uh, let me take a second here. I was just looking at it. Um, it wouldn't be theamericanpatriot.org, would it? Oh, this, I didn't want this one. This, I want the other one. Or Patriots. Just a minute. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not correct. It's AmericanPatriotRelief.org. Okay. Anyway, they've they've really helped. They've raised a lot of money, and they've really helped uh, a lot of people save some people's homes and and uh, marriages and everything else by funding. But these guys are now felons, and they're facing uh, sentencing. Uh, who were not even close to dealing with anything up there until the police attacked them. Mm-mm-mm. And, um, you know, I don't know what to say. The people that are supposed to be protecting us aren't. Nope. None of them. Nope. Yeah, the people are starting and, to figure uh, out that the government ain't here to help you. <laughs> It's it's stunning because the violence is escalating rapidly. Uh, you had an 11-year-old girl who was raped and killed. You had a 14-year-old girl who was raped and killed. You have people being attacked with uh, knives and edge weapons. And that's what I've always said. You know, people are worried about guns. I'm more worried about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're, you've got a culture that's coming into our country that is at the actually totally doesn't give a crap about our our laws or, or our freedom or anything like that. Um, they're here to disrupt, and they don't mind flouting the law, you know, because they're just releasing them anyway. How many of these released felons and people, the uh, aliens that have been released and gone right back out and, you know, killed somebody again? Oh, yeah. It's, it's just horrible what's going on. And the American people stand mute. They don't do anything. Yep. You know, if everybody would get together and go down to their legislator's office and tell them we're going to tar and feather you unless uh, until you start protecting our country uh, and we're going to get rid of you. You can't stand there and say, you bad boy, you're not doing your job. We're really angry with you. And then reelect them. You got to have. <laughs> yeah, and then they reelect these stupid I got a Democratic uh, guy here in my, re- in my region, and he, he's just horrible. Uh, so he really wants to get rid of guns. So you got all this violence going on, and they want you to get rid of guns. Of course. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, the thing is, is that I'm looking around. I'm seeing people everywhere. They're fat. They're sick. Uh, they're they are not going to be able to sustain the least bit of 
trouble. Nope. They're just not going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have the strength. They're not going to have the the wherewithal. And they just are not doing anything to prepare for what's coming. I'm appalled. This is in my own family, too. Same oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's immune. And, my, my, and everybody, the guys, you know, the guys that do have guns. Yeah, what? Well, we, uh, uh, listen, there's over 350 million guns in this country. They are not going to get away with it. <laughs> well, why are those guys? I don't see them. Or, you know, I don't need to store up food and water and anything else. I can get everything I need with my gun. <laughs> I said, come to my house and try that. Come to my house and try that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Problem is, is that we need numbers on our side. And, it, you know, even you you and me just by ourselves can't do anything. No. We might be able to keep, protect ourselves personally, but uh, it's not going to stop the destruction look at Antifa running wild and nobody in the city is stepping up defending their city yeah and the cops are told to stand down and the cops come out and beat you up for trying to, to, to trying to stop the people I mean this 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 stuff is really upside down it's really bad yep it's getting crazier so every day. I I hope anybody listening to this show will wake up and begin preparing. If you don't have a gun now, you better go get one, and you better start getting. Go buy. You need a thousand rounds, people. That's a good start. You got to get out there on a gun range and start learning how to shoot the gun because you got to have muscle memory. It has to be automatic. Yep. You know, it's it's a serious problem. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> you want to uh, play yesterday's price um, thing? Uh, yes, and since we don't have visual, maybe you can describe. Did you watch it yet? No, I just checked it out and downloaded it. We can, I can, okay. I can, um, whatchamacallit, um, I'm setting up sharing here. There we go. Should be able to see it. I'll see it. Well, maybe, but the okay. Well, if it, but that's not going to be on your recording, is it? No, it'll just be the audio on the recording. That's why I'm suggesting that you do a verbal description of what this guy's talking about. Because yeah, let me uh, let me bring that up here. Just a, oops. Uh, this is a pretty good testimony. Um. Shoot. <laughs> there we go. Have it in a second. Oops. All righty. Um, sebaceous cyst for 57 years. Ian received injury 57 years ago while driving a bulldozer to clear the forest. He was supposed to have the cyst removed by surgery at age 34 as it was growing big but ended up in a hospital with acute appendicitis the day before, so no removal. Ten years later, he was booked to have it removed uh, together with two friends with similar cysts. First, uh, the first one was 28 years old, 
had the surgery and was leaving the hospital on the following morning, collapsed and died of a clot. One, uh, another, a month later, had removed the cyst in, the, uh, in a different hospital. He was 51 years old, and he, too, as he was leaving the hospital, died the next morning. <laughs> oh, man. He decided against the surgery as he didn't want to die. Yeah, I can't say I blame him. Uh, last June of 2023, a friend introduced him to a Prife distributor who gave him a blowing session in the evening. He woke up at 2 a.m. and found the skin had peeled off. So next day, they blew again. Uh, following day, bought a classic Iteracare. Uh, the blower was used by his wife, Gloria, to blow on him twice a day, 30 minutes each time. Full protocol was followed and charged water was sprayed before and after. Cleanup was done using paper towels. He continued uh, to use the Iteracare, and the result was simply amazing. Within just two weeks, it's a miracle. So that's basically what um, he experienced. And let me go ahead and play this for everybody. Hello, hello, and welcome hello. to our live stream. And every week we will invite someone who will have an impact on your life based on our product as well as the achievements by some of our leaders. And uh, for today, we have a special guest where um, his story, his testimony is definitely going to change your life, <laughs> right? If you have um, one of the problems that he has been carrying for the last 50 over years, which is a kind of cyst, which uh, is called sebaceous cyst. Um, yeah, definitely you will want to watch this because uh, we're giving you hope, okay? Now, to give you an idea, before I call him, you know, um, to express more, let me share with you what uh, what it looks like, okay? Uh, and this is, this is the photo. This is the photo, all right, of what it looks like on um, our guest for today, uh, Ian McIntosh. Um, he's been carrying that for the last 57 years. Of course, it didn't become so big, but it started small. And he will tell you in his own way how it has grown over the years. 57 years, that's, that's a long time for, you know, for any, any measurement for anybody to carry such a huge cyst. Now, um, viewer discretion is uh, advised because some of the things that I'm going to show you, the pictures... Uh, sent by uh, Ian uh, to me may, you know, <laughs> maybe really, mm. <laughs> so you just uh, uh, be aware of that, but it's all good. It's all good. I mean, even though it doesn't look that good, but it's going to get better. All right. So without much further ado, can we welcome our guest um, originally from Australia, but now he's residing in the Philippines for the last seven years. Ian McIntosh. Ian, how are you? <laughs> you have to unmute yourself. Yeah, well, good to have you here, mate. And um, wow, uh, you have to unmute yourself, uh, Ian. So let me see. Okay, yeah. You have to unmute yourself because I, uh, we can't hear you. Okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing your 
testimony with us. I mean, wow, looking at the size of the cyst. Now, tell us, how did that happen 57 years ago? Well, I was a, a bright young 18-year-old driving a bulldozer for a living, and I was clearing rainforests with a Caterpillar D8, and the trees were tangled well above the machine. Apparently, some small branches broke off as I pushed one tree, and one of them managed to find its way through the mesh above my head and mm -hmm. speared into the back of my neck about that far. Not very far, but it hurt at the time. <laughs> And you were only 18 years old. So 18 years old. Thought yeah. Nothing much about it. And then it started to grow, right? That's correct. I, I bandaged it up and uh, put some disinfectant on it and went back to work within half an hour. <laughs> and over the next few years, it started to grow. And after maybe 15 years, it was the size of a golf ball. Yeah. Uh, I consulted my doctor. He said, don't touch it if it's not worrying you because it's in a bad place to operate been very close to a major artery yeah so I took him at his word and left it go and uh, I had booked in to have it removed surgically about another 10 years later mm -hmm. in 1983 it was mm -hmm. and uh, so to speak I was a, no it was, it was earlier than that uh, no that's right it was 1983 and uh, I went to the hospital the same day because I wasn't feeling very well at all I'd been extremely poorly for about three or four days and uh, the doctor said no we're not operating on your cyst but we may be operating on you further down on your stomach he thought i had a twisted bowel but it turned out that my appendix had ruptured about a week before and i had uh, gangrene in the intestines which wasn't very pleasant and uh, after the operation in the small hospital to repair the damage I passed out in the middle of the night and woke up two weeks later in a major hospital 200 kilometres away. I'd been in a coma. I spent another two weeks in intensive care, being boosted with drugs, uh, IVs into both arms, and then two more months in hospital recovering from the massive loss of weight, etc., that I'd experienced. But eventually I came out on the right side and uh, I was to have the cyst attended to about a five years later i think it was or four years later and as it so happened uh, one of my friends had the same type of operation done in a hospital different doctor to mine and he didn't come out of the hospital alive he died walking to the door the following morning a blood wow. clot moved another friend uh, who was working on the property next door knew him well a very fit man he had his removed about a month later at the hospital I was to go to and have done the same doctor. And unfortunately for Sab, the same thing happened. He was up in the morning, took a bath, got dressed, went to walk out and meet his wife at the car, never made it. She walked 30 feet down the corridor and collapsed. And wow. that was the end of him. So because so of these two incidents and they're your, they're your friends, your, your, and that deterred you from undergoing any kind of surgery to remove it right basically yes so i chickened out so to speak because I, I thought i was better to be alive with the cyst than dead without it yeah <laughs> i know i mean no no one could have blamed you for chickening out so as to speak but um it started to grow bigger in the last seven years or so that's correct yes uh, since I you moved and it started to grow bigger and that must have been kind of like uh created some anxiety on your part or i mean like 
you're not going to undergo a surgery to remove it. And what are you no. going to do? You know, what are you going to do? So tell us how you came across this wonderful, magical one. Tell us. Okay. Well, yeah. my wife went to visit a, a school friend of hers from uh, elementary school days uh, in Davao. And we were there uh, having an afternoon uh, snack with them. And the lady from next door came in and she just happened to be a uh, Prife Iteracare distributor in Davao. And uh, she saw the lump that I had and she said, well, why don't you come along to our uh, presentation tomorrow at uh, Matina MTS Blue Grey and uh, we'll do a blowing on it and see how we go. So I said, look, I'll try anything. I'm prepared to have a go. So we went along. I mean, you, you, you are open minded enough, you know, because... Yes. That a lot of people out there is like they won't believe it you know what i mean so they mm. would choose to go the other way to believe uh you know the mainstream uh, well i suppose i've always been a gambler most of the jobs i've had in my life you uh, were walking a very fine line of safety sometimes so i said well but i guess, just gotta have a go yeah and you know you have nothing to lose because you're not That's gonna right. go under the knife anyway right so, <laughs> yeah, exactly you don't really have much any choice i know and I... nothing to lose really because uh, it was a simple process it's a, a device that uh, you blow hot air and it transmits a, a terahertz frequency with the air into your body stimulates stem cells and let's hope that it does the job and so it did. you went through your first session and yes. then after that your wife was doing it for you every day now let me show some photos to our viewers but as i said before viewer discretion uh, is required and um, i'm going to show you some photos and huh, wow ian uh you help explain and carry through these uh, photos i think okay. uh, that you was probably, how it looked like but anyway so this is how it looked like Okay. That looked like that was the night it was blown first in uh, Matina by uh, Ermelinda yeah. Tappy. Yeah. So after the first session. That's right. And six hours only after the first session, you'll see day one, the skin peeled off. I felt it come off six hours after that first blowing. Yeah. Believe it or not. I mean, the skin peeled off and mm. was it like wet or, I mean... What was it like? Not very wet. Maybe there was a little uh, like plasma type moisture there, but it wasn't really dripping or anything. It just, you could feel the coolness of the moisture on the back. That's all. And the one on day two, that's a darkish, greenish kind mm -hmm. of stuff. What is it? I mean, like, is it hard? Well, we never really found out what that is, but it appeared like leather. It was roughly one fourth of an inch thick and very hard. You could uh, try and lift it. Mm -hmm. with a tweezer or put a cotton bud on it. It's very hard, but there was no pain at all. I had absolutely no pain at all so far right through. So it's just, like, sort of thing. It's just like normal, normal to you, right? Yeah, just normal to me. Uh, the, it, wife, it, the, the sight of it is a little bit, you know, scary <laughs> to a lot of people. Uh, Fortunately for me, I didn't have to look at it. My eyes are on the other side. Yeah, but yeah, my my wife had the unfortunate advantage of seeing it every day. I know. Yeah. And... Well, you continue with it, day one, day two, mm. and this is it, day three and day five. You can see it's getting smaller. Yeah. And the skin kind of like opens up and breaks up and you continue to blow in and it becomes drier and it's like, yes. 
it must have felt pretty good for you i mean to see well, that the yeah. way i could describe it it was like an orange left out in the sun eventually it started to shrivel and get smaller every day until it disappears well that's what this did wow and throughout the whole process there was no pain but mm. for quite a few days uh, my wife gloria was actually removing what was coming from the center using tissue paper pulling oh. it out and putting it in the bin it was uh, a white substance it was dry it mm. was very much like fine powdered sugar it mm. had no odor at all nothing okay. it was full of that white substance in the middle anything that you applied on it like hydrogen no, uh, yeah. each time it was blown Glory mm -hmm. was spraying with uh, charged water in a little spray bottle. Charged water? For the blowing and the after as well. Okay. And once it got to the stage where the centre was opening up and becoming deeper, she would rinse it out with uh, hydrogen peroxide, 3%, mm -hmm. to clear out any loose material in there and then just put some iodine, uh, betadine in and put a gauze over it until the next blowing. Wow. And um, I mean, how many days, uh, I mean, how many sessions per day did you? Did uh, you two sessions, one in the morning, one in the evening, each session around 30 minutes mm -hmm. with possibly a maximum 10 minutes applied to the actual uh, cyst and the cyst area itself. Okay. So, so you twice a day. A wife uh, basically followed the 10 step protocol and yes, exactly. the other parts of your body as well. And she also, followed the complete protocol all the way, every okay. time. You drank the wandered water before and yes. after. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. And let's move on. Look at that. It's like kind of like flattening out day six, day seven. <laughs> well, it's a miracle, you know, to see it um, coming to that level uh, from mm. the original one. And wow, look at this. <laughs> Definitely a miracle, but... Yeah, I would say, oh, that must you have hurt a lot. On day 10, I think it's yeah. like your wife must be really yes. happy, yeah. right? You know, we used to send these pictures every day, twice a day, to uh, Irma Linda, the one that gave the original blowing, and she'd pass them along to Rodolfo. Mm. But to look at it, most people would say, oh, that must have been really painful. I can assure you, I felt nothing, no pain at all. Yeah, not one twinge, not even like a pinprick for the whole process, which you know, is so pin... amazing. In the Philippines, uh, there's a saying, you know, to see is to believe. So, <laughs> thank, thank, thankfully, you you know, somebody took all these photos, you know. <laughs> so, the proof is there. Yeah. And even for the most skeptical uh, among us, I guess mm. you can't deny that uh, it is a miracle. It has it worked. Definitely and well, I've had a lot of support from the people there too, where we go. So, can I just give a shout out to the people, the HBW no, people there oh, in the Tina? You've been fantastic, all our friends there, and to our friends all over Davao, all over the Philippines, and some all over the world after Bangkok. So, yeah, thank you for your support. Yeah, well, as as what I've said a while ago when I discussed with you about something different about the private community is it's not just about the money; it's about helping. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so you are definitely one of the beneficiary, and now you are. You just went through training in Sama, right? And that's correct. Are, yes, elite training. You're doing the business with a <clears throat> with a lot of yes. passion, right? Yes, we're continuing on, <laughs> and uh, we're very happy to be in it, and, and yeah. we're very thankful to be able to spread the word to people, and hopefully, some more people will take notice of this and have a go at something themselves, because it's yeah. it's not rocket science; it's just straightforward. Have a go. I know. So look at day twelve, and this is it. Day fourteen. 
it yeah. actually healed the whole thing, right? It was just a tiny little piece that hadn't healed. I know, I know. It's just, within a day or two, that was gone. I mean, it's such a delightful sight to see these photos of your actual healing. It, that's true, Doctor. Uh, the wonderful thing is, too, I was actually able to wear a collar and tie in Bangkok. <laughs> Before that, I couldn't get a, a collar done up. There was always that six-inch gap in front. I know. <laughs> I mean, so that's that, a big blessing. And you met up with founder. I mean, the the inventor, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, I met uh, Professor Yang on what two occasions, say? actually, but, uh, in Bangkok. Yes. Wonderful man. Very humble man. And I'm very thankful for him for what he did. It was a really fantastic invention and it's going to benefit millions of people so you express your gratitude to him most definitely wow very very touching really amazing and uh this is the before and the after look at the yes. difference guys for those of you who are the most skeptical of skeptics <laughs> this is it you know ian this is it this is uh, it the proof is in the pudding right so seeing is believing yes cease to believe and tell us about this wonderful guy who put you together ah, this is uh, rodolfo uh, cruz he's uh, i i say i call him my idol i say hello idol <laughs> it's uh, a little he's bit a of a joke guy. i suppose but he's a great man and he's a great uh, guy. i know i can feel it he there. really helps us out and uh, helps everyone out in the job yeah. and his wife mylene too is is just as wonderful a wonderful. great couple yeah um and of course the next photo is you met the bod's uh two of them yes, yes. and uh, at, uh yes at samuel at the uh luau in <laughs> uh before christmas it was a great night we had a yeah. good time there well you are one of the few fortunate ones i guess you know that next door neighbor happens to be an iterra care distributor <laughs> and uh you kept an open mind and mm -hmm. This thing worked very well for you. And it certainly has, yes. So now that you have gone through the training, I guess the next thing is to go all out and share this with whoever who wants to listen to you, right? <laughs> yes, basically that's it. We're prepared to uh, talk to anyone that's prepared to listen and uh, show them the units, demonstrate the unit, and hopefully they'll uh, take the initiative and buy a unit and go out and enjoy the rest of their life without some of the problems they're enduring at the moment. I know. Well, Ian, thank you so much. I mean, wow, I couldn't have been more happy to see what you have gone through and, you know, all the healing that you have experienced. It's tremendous for anyone, for anyone. I mean, to have gone through that for 50 over years of their life. Well, I suppose it's it's what you, you give. And it wasn't worrying me really at the time. Uh, it probably didn't look that good from behind. Yeah. But, uh, I suppose I was was fated not to have an operation. I was fated to be the one who got the gift from Iterra. Yeah. And here we are. I'm really grateful. It's it's a terrific thing for me. And I hope that my little story helps some other people get the courage to have a go themselves if they have similar problems, because I'm sure you will have a similar outcome. And don't think about the pain because if you're using the Iteracare terahertz machine, you will not be suffering any pain. I can guarantee that. Wow. That's the truly amazing thing about it. Oh, thank you so much uh, once again, Ian, and all the very best to you and your family. 
and uh, you bless and help a lot more people in in the world <laughs> that you live in All thanks right. so much dr james for having me i'm pleased to have been here okay I'd like to help anytime wow what a story it's amazing i mean this is a true to life story that even for those of you who have different kinds of you know problems give it a go what have you got to lose right you only have something to gain <laughs> so this is really amazing story and i hope you enjoyed it and thank you so much ian hope to see you one of these days when uh when i go to philippines and uh well what can i say speechless right so picture paint a thousand words you have seen it all you've heard it from the man and uh give it a try it may truly change your life thank you for watching see you next week bye Medical Disclaimers iTerra Classic and iTerra Pro are not medical devices. The information provided on our website is for educational purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult a medical professional or healthcare provider if you are seeking medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment. Priif International shall not be liable for risks or issues associated with using or acting upon the information on our website. Priif International shall not be liable or responsible for the actions, misrepresentations, or negligence of our members who are independent contractors. Pretty wild. <laughs> Man, that's one nasty-looking cyst. And be gone in two weeks. Pretty good. You have to unmute yourself, John. Size of a baseball. Yeah. That was amazing. Amazing thing. Yeah. Wow. Too well, bad the uh, two friends didn't know about this. Of course, that was a long time ago. But uh, they might still be alive. Yeah. Man. Well, that's really strange uh, that they died. I mean, yeah. they, they didn't have a cyst or anything like that. They had other things. He could have died from that appendicitis. Oh, yeah. Gangrene in his intestines. Anytime you go in a hospital, God. you could die. <laughs> Just visiting well, somebody could be the deadly. <laughs> Yeah, Man. then it was hospitalitis in the military, you know. You <laughs> went from one thing and the next thing you know, you got something else. Yep. I saw that happen. Oh, Guy yeah. comes in for knees and ends up also getting his back worked on. <laughs> anyway, it just proves that this thing is the real deal. I mean, that's all you can do is show people this stuff. Yep. I got a series of uh, testimonies for today, too, I can read. Let him anyway. read. And then I got to get out of here because we got major rain coming here, and I got a, a, a host of things I got to do. No this problem. Week. Okay, so uh, Emma writes: Last week, our 15-year-old cat was showing signs of an eye infection. Her left eye was mildly inflamed with watery discharge, but she and she was keeping it closed. After doing a quick check of her symptoms to make sure it was nothing serious that required immediate attention, we decided to try the wand. We started the wanding process slowly for minutes at a time using the lowest setting on the classic wand. We wanted the back of her head so as not to get the light in her eyes and also wanted down, wanded down her spine to activate stem cells. 
on the first day we wanted for a total of two minutes two days later for three minutes and two days later for five minutes from the start we replaced all of her drinking water with terahertz charged water uh, and she drank a lot of water a week later after just three separate and short wanding sessions both eyes are open and bright with no sign of irritation at all and no distressing vet visits required you know the distressing part is how much they're going to charge you for the visits yeah not to um, mention the trauma on the critter <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm always more worried about the trauma on me when i gotta go to the vet <laughs> i can't believe how much it costs to go to a vet oh yeah anonymous member writes i started using the device to grow my hair back and it's really starting to work you can see little hairs coming in at the top can't wait for it to come back he's got some pictures in there and uh, you can just you can see the new hair growth right there on the top of his head so another gal uh ricky pops up in the feed and says hey here's another post i saw and it's another guy doing the same thing and wow i mean it, it just he's got hair sprouting all over his head you can see with the pre before shot and the after shot and it's just amazing um jared writes i have pretty thin sensitive and dry skin with a tendency towards eczema yeah, skin felt like sandpaper no joke i've been drinking charged water for the past two days and my skin is already feeling less dry it feels much healthier it's a wonderful feeling hoping that eczema breakouts and sensitivity goes down well we already know it really works for eczema and psoriasis well, by, oh, by the way, had a cut from a dishwasher that was taking forever to heal. The wand greatly accelerates the healing process. I'd say that guy's a happy camper. Then we have May, who's writing about her mom. She says, my mom has been suffering in pain for so long. Leg pain has been always there because she's a tailor since 19 years old. We spent so much on hospitals and supplements until someone came and introduced us to Iteracare. This is the best gift we can give to our aged loved ones. It's not only an amazing product, but an expression to love them. And so then you see a picture of uh, her mom. And in November of 2022, uh, she's, she looks pretty haggard. Uh, her, she's got a lot of wrinkles in her forehead and around her eyes and cheeks, and her skin's kind of dark. So January, from November to January 2023, things are evening out. Um, she has uh, the, the bagginess and the major wrinkles in her forehead and her um, below her eyes and chin have seemed to smooth out. So February 27th of 2023, she looks like a new person. Uh, she's smiling. She's got all those, those wrinkles and the puffiness and all that stuff is just gone. It's just gone. I'm amazed at how many women really get benefit from it. So she bought one for herself, and she says she got hers for a severe heart condition. And she says, I feel a lot better. I'm back up and about. She, uh, she didn't really describe what her heart condition was. I love its side effect. I lost weight while I regained myself back. <laughs> she, 
She doesn't concentrate and report on her heart condition. She reports on the fact that she lost weight, and she did. Oh, there's a before picture, and there's a, an after picture, and she has definitely lost weight. Isn't that crazy? I want to know about the heart condition. Yeah. Uh, Lion wrote, what to do to lose weight, she says. I had multiple episodes of irregular heartbeat early this year, as shown in my 24-hour holster result. Last week, I had my 24-hour holster test again, and my doctor greeted me with good news. I acquired my care on May 31st, and from then on, I won myself every other day, and the result's very good. I only have one episode of irregular heartbeat, and it's insignificant. Pray hard and believe, and you will be healed. Not a bad deal. Uh, Deborah writes, final update. While it has been four days since his fall, he says he was never sore as one is with a fall, and his lip and scrape on the hip only bothered him the following day. As of now, there is no evidence of the fall, well, except for a very small scrape on the hip but none of them hurt him at all. Update. My husband only had the one treatment and as of about 24 hours later, he is still pain-free. Minus the busted lip and the scrap, uh, and the scrape, that is not horrible pain at all. Last night, my, and then she describes it. She tells what happens. Last night, my husband took a very hard fall. He landed on an air compressor, which busted his lip, scraped his side, tweaked his lower back and knee, and within an hour of his fall, he let me want him. <laughs> One of those guys that didn't believe it, right? Emphasizing this, he she, the let me. He's never come out and said he thinks it's bunk, but I know my husband, <laughs> laugh out loud, I wanted his whole body for at least two minutes each, and at each area, and and hit the ouches two times. He woke up this morning without any aches and pains. He said the only place that bugs him is the busted lip and the scrape, and they're not bad. Maybe I've convinced him my magic wand is not a crazy one. Another believer made right there. Mm -hmm. You never know what's going to happen to you. You know, that's another reason for having it on hand. Oh, I don't need it right now, but all of a sudden something happens. We're running into that quite a bit. Deborah writes, oh, no, I already did. I was Deborah. So Jay writes, during the whole of December, I continued treating my father almost daily. His injuries had cleared up on his face quickly, and his ankles had gone back to normal after years of swollen ankles. Peripheral edema is always a bad sign. The beginning of January, he was improving daily. He was talking and asking for certain foods, attempting to get up. He had some memory loss, but was getting there. Then he had air buildup in his chest and neck, most likely from the continuous previous procedures. He was finding it hard to breathe, and they told me, that he's in the hospital, told me that my sister, that they would take him down and get a ventilator on him. Uh, I asked them not to give him the drug mid-Zolam. They agreed and said they would call me when he is ready to be seen. Four hours later, and no call. I find my dad so heavily sedated and hooked up to all these machines again. They admitted to giving him the mid-Zolam 
after firm questioning and said he was having serious seizures, which was a lie. They also mentioned COVID, even though his test came back negative that morning. So they're going for the bucks. You know, you got a COVID diagnosis, you get the bucks. Mm-hmm. He is slowly improving now, more than one month on, but nowhere near the progress we had before. His speech has still not come back, but he is listening to what we are talking about, smiling and all good signs. These bonds work. He's really emphasizing that. I know they do. I witnessed my dad healing outperform the other patients in those wards till they did what they did. Some doctors and nurses mocked me, saying to my father, he thinks he's healing you, Mr. So-and-so. Some knew where I was coming from and asked for more info. I have been contacted by a nurse privately already. They know it's bad bad juju going on in those hospitals. If you have one of these devices, tell everyone you know. This device, I believe, links the laws of this realm that we are kept from and the link to our true body's potential. Well, how's that for a testimony in the hospital? I'm surprised they let him even use it. Sneaking in there when nobody's looking. (laughs) uh, Yeah, well... Yeah, the the newer model, since you can take them apart, it's easy to stick in a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this lady, uh, Naveen, is talking about face tightening. I have been using my wand for the last two weeks. I've been blowing one side of my face to see if there's any difference. I'm a young 60. My facial skin is softer and less taut than it was in my younger years. I love my wrinkles, but I knew that if I could improve my appearance, then many mature women would be interested. While it's not easy to see any physical difference yet, I can confirm, and I'm a bit of a skeptic, that the side of my face that has been wanted, one minute tops, feels definitely tighter and less less soft than the other side. I will be keeping it up. That's one of the things that's really interesting. You know, when you get the wand and you start using it, and you can see that something's changed, but you're not quite sure what's going on. You're not sure if the wand is doing it or something else is doing it. And then you keep going and you find out you get, you get more response when you use the wand. Donna writes, this is my testimony about a tooth gum infection. Started having a slight pain when chewing in one of my molars that has a root canal. Went to the dentist with minimal pain, and he sent me to an endodontist. Before I could get in, the pain became almost unbearable. My face began swelling, lymph nodes under my chin were swollen and painful, and I had a pocket of infection by the tooth. I had wandered for a couple of minutes and drank the water three or four times a day. It helped some with the pain. After two nights of no sleep, I decided to go after it seriously. Oops, I've got too many pages going there. I wanted my face for 30 minutes, three to four times a day. The pain left right away, and the swelling began to go down. I went to the endo, and I told him my story about the terahertz wand. He was interested. This took four days, and swelling was gone, pain gone. I could chew again, and three days later, the infection on my gum was gone. I was so happy. The endo said my tooth needed to be pulled, but I'm keeping it and continuing to wind. Okay, so he's interested, right? But he still wants to yank that tooth. Of course. Anyway, 
she stood she stood her ground you know we're hearing more and more dental stories Rebecca good morning y'all so there was a few comments on how much clearer my skin and eyes have looked and I love hearing that so here's a short video of what I've been doing to clear up and restore my skin so she shows a video and then she says also I never shared before that I, I wanted I want my son as well Max was born with a rare digestive disorder and we've been using the wand on him. He's also the age where his hormones show up on his face, so he gets a little bit of acne. And uh, as you know, all us gingers have sensitive skin. He's never capitalized. Let me wand his face before last night. You can see before <clears throat> he finally let me do it, he was asking questions, as he should. <clears throat> so now that I've strong-armed him into letting me wand his face, we shall see how that progresses. I'm here for questions always. Okay. Another happy buyer. Amanda writes, I have always suffered from really bad acne. I only just received my classic wand on Sunday, and already in three days of using it, I have noticed significant improvement in my face. I've been drinking charged water throughout the day and every day and doing the basic protocol plus focusing on my face for about two minutes each day, once a day. I was going to wait a bit longer to post testimonial, but I'm just blown away by how much my skin has improved in such a short amount of time that I just had to share. Below are the before and after pics after just three days of using the wand. And it was showing clearly. You could see all the blemishes were all kind of red and angry looking. And the blemishes after the three days had already begun to soften and their tone was down. They were no longer angry looking. And uh, some of them actually looked like they were really going away. Another happy camper. Not the first acne story we've heard about either. We've seen quite a few of that. Uh, Timberly writes, The difference in my hair and skin in just one month is mind-blowing. We left a mold situation two months ago. I was a mess. My hair was falling out like crazy. My face looked like a dried, shriveled-up raisin. I saw her picture. She was not looking good. My hormones were obliterated. I had leaky gut, uh, level, uh, a high-level mold count in my body, panic attacks every day, and my vagus nerve was shot. I know my healing will take time. One month ago, I purchased my wand after hearing that it drains your lymphatic system, and I needed all the help I could get to get my system right. I felt the difference in my body the first time I used it, but over this past month, I've noticed very dramatic changes. She emphasized that in capital letters. She also used a fulvic acid face mask and charged the mask while it was on my face. It was so much better in just one use. So much exclamation point my hair is finally growing back in it has completely stopped falling out i win now let's talk about poop shall we i have gone the extra extra long on my stomach making it nice and red and last week my poop had so much mucus in it detox it was absolutely this one that made it happen that's the first time i've heard that my flight or my fight or flight button doesn't feel stuck anymore. 
I attribute that to the movement of my lymphatic system. Everything is finally moving and draining. Everybody needs one of these wands, exclamation points. It has so many uses and so many benefits. I've only just begun this healing journey, but feel like this wand has sped up my healing. Pictures of before and after in the comments. See for yourself. I am a wand lover for life. And she had videos and pictures and stuff that showed uh, the befores and, and the afters. And uh, just amazing. So uh, Timberly writes, so I had my wand for two weeks. Uh, she's commenting on this lady. Uh, I made this post and then accidentally broke my wand. So in one week without it, I slipped backwards. It would felt so defeating, but was but the positive was I really realized how much it was helping me. I've been using it for a week and I feel so much better. I am sold on this technology. You know, it's like Trump says. You know, we're going to win so much that you're going to hate winning. Well, just constant, constant, constant positive tech, um, uh, testimonials. Myra writes, so hallelujah, hallelujah, listen to this. My big sister finally got her terahertz frequency wand in her hands. She started and blew her face. She has not been able to smell for 18 years. And then capitalized with exclamation points, 18 years, she says. Funny story, she walked into her daughter's garage and the stench of the cat poop was so strong that she was grossed out and delighted at the same time because she couldn't smell it. She thought she smelled the hand soap she was using. She can't wait to keep blowing and would be so delighted if her complete sense of smell returns for good. Miracles and blessings never cease. God's wave, blessing all of us. And the last one I have today is Deborah. As I've always said, I was the whitest woman on the face of the planet. I saw some pictures. They were kind of small, but she was white. I mean, really white. So pale. Do you know how to tell the Irish on the beach? <laughs> Red hair and white. They look like milk bottles with legs. My legs in particular are so frighteningly white that I will not wear shorts. It frightens people. Well, this morning, as I was putting my water in the tea kettle, I looked down and noticed that my legs look different. They have color. I don't know that I've ever seen this. I believe my circulation is improving. I would not have known this was an issue, except that I do not heal well in my lower legs. Exciting! Exclamation points. New hope for potentially wearing shorts. <laughs> this is only a couple of weeks worth of care. Great testimonies. Yep. More and more and more and more. That's all I got. Coming. They do. Yeah. They do. You know, and I, I listen, I'm, I'm not even touching the numbers of testimonies that are there. I'm really trying to get enough to time it for the shows and stuff like that. So timing it for about an hour. But anyway, I, that's all I got today because okay. I got to get moving with this rain coming. We we have flash flood warnings for the next couple of days. Oh wow, man! And uh, my swimming pool is already a third pool full already. That I'm gonna have to drain it. Wow! Yeah, and get, uh, get your water wings handy. 
<laughs> no, I'm not going to get in there. <laughs> that pool hole too. I, I'm, I would never rebuild it. Besides, I don't want to spend the money for it, and I don't have to clean it all the time if I don't, you know, mess with it. Besides, I'd have to take all the cement and stuff out and redo the whole thing. I'm not going to spend the money to do that. Yeah, I've got an above ground pool in the backyard I put in in 1988, and I haven't used it in the last four or five years, I think. And I'm about ready to just tear the thing down and reclaim my backyard. Yeah. Probably accumulating crap inside of it, too, or you have it covered. It's actually not that bad. Um, oddly enough, there's a great oh. big sycamore tree right next to it that used to dump leaves into it all the time. But it's, uh, for some reason, it's staying fairly clean. But Automatic uh, no, it's leaf empty, catcher. And uh, it needs a new liner, and that's the main thing. I could probably redo it for less than it would cost to tear it down. I don't know. <laughs> but my dog's like Well, are you going to use it? You haven't been using it, have you? I haven't, I, but I did. Uh, I liked it. My, my my original, the plan was my wife got it because she wanted something for the dogs to swim in, and I wanted a 15,000-gallon water storage uh, tank. <laughs> so okay. we had it. Yeah, plenty of... You know when it's fun? Extra. It's fun when the kids are around. Mm -hmm. Kids love having a pool. Yeah, and that's the thing with our dogs. We got a golden retriever that just loves that thing. And now with the puppy, he probably would too. So, you know, the thoughts crossed my mind, but, you know, I got other things to spend money on before I messed with that. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Better be buying ammo. And I don't even want to think about buying a liner and putting it in myself. No, thank you. Well, I never, I never liked the pool that I got. I spent a lot of money for it. Uh, the owner did a job, lied, had pump problems. I mean, just to me, it was just nothing but a, a money pit, and I, you had to clean the thing all the time. You know, I had an automatic cleaner, but it didn't, it didn't do it. Didn't do a good job. And uh, uh, that's why this pool here is going to stay where it is. Uh, maybe I can figure out a way to cover it up. It's an eighty thousand gallon pool. I mean, I'm, it's big. There's it's a lot really of water big. in there. And it was, Man. Oh, the, you ought to see the rainwater in there right now, and more coming. Jeez. Yeah. A great biological thing going on, man. There was all kinds of things swimming around in there. Mosquitoes were all over the place. <laughs> oh man! When I first got down here. Uh, my sliding glass door, I've got a lot of sliding glass doors in this house. And the one I sit by, which is kind of the dining area, opens to a patio. Uh, at night, I couldn't even open the door. I didn't have a screen on it. Mm. And I could see thousands of mosquitoes, you know, coming up to the window and stuff yeah. like that when I first got here. Man, it was a job to clean up. Finally, I got a screen on the door. And uh, then I could at least open the door and get some air through there. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, it was um, it was kind of a nightmare. Now we're getting these heavy rainstorms. We, thank God, really. We really need the water. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's coming down in torrents. I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures of upper L.A. And no. some of the, you know, because L.A.'s got a lot of hills in it. All the mudslides and stuff that have come down. Oh, wow. The ground's pretty well saturated. You think we have a drought anymore? I don't think you can say we've got a drought anymore out here. 
All the reservoirs are getting full. Well, that's good. Uh, I think the snowpack that's hitting Colorado and the Sierras and all that kind of stuff is going to start helping the Colorado River water. So that's good. That's all good. Yep. It's just you know you gotta you gotta live through it, mm -hmm. deal with it. Yep. On top of everything else, all the crap people running around out there. Yep. Crazy. Crazy. Anyway, times. Jim, that's all I got. I'm gonna have to hit the road. All righty, sir. Well, we will catch you next week. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, John. Appreciate it. And uh, hope you get things yeah. done and don't get flooded out. I'm concerned. So <laughs> my garage is leaking. I found two places. Oh, great. <laughs> Wonderful. I have to rework on that thing and work on that thing. We think it's coming in down around the foundation. Mm -mm -mm. That's, that's where I'm finding the leaks at. It's not up top. It's down down below someplace. So that's a harder thing to deal with. But um, the nice thing about being here in California is it's normally really pretty dry, so everything dries out really fast when the, when the rain stops. But it's just irritating. You know, you put all the time and trouble in trying to get the thing done right, and still didn't work. Yep. So, yes. all right, I'll talk to you guys later. All righty, thanks, John. Have a good one. See you next week. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay. Um, let's go right into the news. Looks like uh, getting interesting in France. Opposition to mRNA injections is now considered a crime in France. Violators face 45,000 euro fine and three years in, in prison for questioning, in air quotes, the science. French government just passed a law to fine and imprison people for refusing to get injected with mRNA <laughs> injections, bioweapons. All opposition to mRNA LNP or lipid nanoparticle injections in France is now considered to be a sectarian aberration. <laughs> Violations carry with them a penalty of 45,000 euros and up to three years in prison. It will not tolerate any criticism of the therapeutic treatments, which will be recommended or made obligatory by the state, tweeted Dr. Kat Lindy, Lindley. Any person who dares to openly criticize these therapies will be liable to fines and imprisonment. Known as Article 4, the highly liberal law, illiberal law, that's weird, um, prohibits residents and, and citizens from saying anything bad about therapeutic treatments like mRNA shots that are either mandatory or just recommended by the French government. Already renowned doctors are being targeted, whom this article will silence, uh, said a French ex-account called Annie Arnaud. France is talking or taking totalita a totalitarian run. Macron and his henchmen are followers of the World Economic Forum and globalist policies. It's a catastrophe for the country where the, a majority of citizens no longer obey vaccine propaganda social unrest ahead. Medical fascism on the rise. Some accounts are saying that Article 4 was proposed but not actually passed. So it remains to be seen if any enforcement comes about because of uh, this alleged ruling. Even so, the fact that there are politicians out there who believe in this type of medical fascism is concerning in and of itself. It's nonetheless a very important warning 
to everybody about how extreme fascist members of the World Economic Forum and other globalists try to push their insanely sick ideas through everywhere in all free countries, one account wrote, wrote, excuse me, that's also the reason for the current mass uh, or mix of mass murder and old freedom-keeping cultures. The individuals holding uh, these cultures of freedom, mass murder via poisons and in every other way, and combined with a um, replacement by totalitarian, totalitarian immigrants uh, that is taking place, and combined with floating extreme fascism uh, fascist legislation everywhere this massive push uh, started with the extreme covid measures they weren't temporary they were meant to be fully implemented from that moment on and forward that's also why the emergency measures have been kept for many years or for years uh, after any emergency in order to condition populations to extreme fascist measures Another person wrote that it is critical for we the people, no matter in which country we live, to speak up and speak out against this type of thing. Not only that, uh, not only that, but naming and calling out each and every medical fascist in government who promotes this kind of thing will likewise deter government abuses of power. Another account wrote that Article 4 actually was adopted in a second vote, which means France is now a medical dictatorship where residents and citizens have to take the prescribed medicine the government gives them and do it with an appro- approving smile. Meanwhile, France is accusing Russia of fomenting a, di- a disinformation campaign concerning its government in this key election year. Nations authorities say uh, Russia has been running a long-standing online manipulation campaign against Western backers of Ukraine, which, of course, include France. France's foreign ministry issued a statement about how no manipulation attempt will distract France from its support for Ukraine in the face of Russia's war of aggression. In uh, the vaccine industry, or if the vaccine industry has to force people to take its products behind the barrel of a gun in order for them to sell and make big pharma, uh, it is probably time to reevaluate what it means to provide health care and probably stop them, uh, or stop using them together, using that term altogether. Excuse me. Ugh. My reader's not working good today. Anyway, yep. Sucks to be French at this point. They're getting some crazy stuff going on there. And, of course, we're previews of coming attractions. Michael Yan joins Mike Adams in studio with bombshell revelation about NGOs orchestrating mass invasion of America. Yep. Good grief. Risky scientific experiments in our air and water are being carried out in the name of climate change. <laughs> oh. This is interesting. Tucker Carlson says grocery shopping in Moscow left him feeling shocked and radicalized about food prices and food inflation in the USA. I'm curious whether it was better or worse there. Um, Tucker Carlson said that he felt radicalized after visiting a Moscow grocery store recently and seeing the prices of food there. He and his crew estimated that the groceries they filled their cart with which represented a week's worth of food, would cost around $400, and were shocked 
when they found out their total uh, their total was just shy of $104. Wow. <laughs> Maybe we should drive, go there to shop. Footage of this shopping trip was released on a subscription platform, but users have shared ep- excerpts across social media. He can uh, be seen walking around the grocery store, picking up various products such as a bottle of wine, cheese puffs, bread, and a bag of flour. He also draws attention to Western chocolate bars at the checkout line. If the in the video, he said, if you take people's uh, if you take people's uh, standard of living, and you tank it enough through filth and crime and inflation, and uh, they literally can't buy groceries they want. At that point, maybe it matters less what you say or whether you are a good person or a bad person. Sanctions against Russia have made prices go up in the U.S., but they are affecting those who impose them more than their target. In Biden's America, people are dealing with shortages of staples like eggs and baby formula in some areas, while the extreme inflation and rising prices of foods like beef and milk have put them out of reach for some people. You're wrecking people's lives and their country. And that's what our leaders have uh, done for us, or done to us. And coming to a Russian grocery store, the heart of evil, and seeing what things uh, cost and how people live, it will radicalize you against our leaders. It's how I feel anyway, radicalized. (laughs) Many critics have pointed out, however, that there is a big uh, disparity between Russian wages and American ones. Russian workers earn around four to six times less than Americans so they do not have the buying power that Americans do when they visit Russia and other countries that have lower salaries. However, his grocery outing does uh, illustrate the difference between what we hear about life in Russia and the reality on the ground. Although we are often told that the store shelves are empty there, he showed that that's not the case, at least not in the store he visited. On the cost of living front, it also is worth uh, noting that Russians have free health care and education, and the prices of common expenses like electricity and gas are much lower. Um, let's see here. I'm going to see if this uh, these excerpts. Oh, here's a little video. Let's uh, everybody take a look at this. Let me set it up here. Okay. So we were guessing what this would cost. Everybody here is from the United States buys groceries, and we didn't pay any attention to costs as we were just putting in the cart what we would actually eat over a week. And we all came in around 400 bucks, about 400 bucks. Um, it was $104 US here. And that's when you start to realize that ideology maybe doesn't matter as much as you thought, corruption. If you take people's standard of living and you tank it through filth and crime and inflation, and they literally can't buy the groceries they want, at that point, maybe it matters less what you say or whether you're a good person or a bad person. You're wrecking people's lives in their country, and that's what our leaders have done to us. And coming to a Russian grocery store, the heart of evil, and seeing what things cost and how people live, it will radicalize you against our leaders. That's how I feel anyway, radicalized. We're not making any of this up, by the way, at all. 
Okay, I just dropped the link to that video in the chat room and the Telegram channel. But uh, that's pretty wild. Let's see if and we have to recreate that. Hmm. Now, I like... I don't know what that was, but... Uh, do, 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 do. Get out of there. Okay, anyway. Um, Tucker says Moscow is nicer than American cities in many ways. Just days before the grocery shopping video, Tucker appeared at a conference in Dubai where he said that he uh, considers Moscow to be superior to American cities in many ways. It is so much nicer than uh, any city in my country, I had no idea. It's so much cleaner and safer and prettier aesthetically. It's architecture, food, and services than in any city in the United States, and this is not ideological. How did that happen, he asked. He also visited a Moscow subway station and said that he was shocked by how nice it was, despite being built 70 years ago. There's no graffiti, no filth, there are no foul smells, there are no bums or drug addicts or rapists or people waiting to push you onto the tracks and kill you, he reported in footage he shared on X. Um, He asked how Russia has nicer subways than anything you'll find in the U.S., and uh, when you compare the footage that he shared to of the Moscow subway with the New York City subway and those of other American cities, you have to admit he has a point. Moscow is indeed a nice city that is on par with some of the Europe's uh, finest, although uh, rural Russian cities are likely another story altogether. A lot of people on social media are taking Tucker to task for not acknowledging that groceries take up a higher percentage of most Russian people's salaries. However, the point that Tucker seems to be trying to make is that the mainstream media in America often distorts the images it presents uh, of other places, and there is typically an agenda in doing so. Tucker's been reporting from Russia following his groundbreaking interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin. So let's see this footage he shares of the subway. Let me set that one up. Um, Well, come on. There we go. And let's turn the sound on and back. By Joseph Stalin. One of the ways you understand a society is through its infrastructure, the places where people gather, the places where they go to travel. If you've got a lot of people in one place, it tells you a lot about the people. So with that in mind, we're standing in front of the Kievskaya metro station and this train station next to it. Now, the metro station was built by Joseph Stalin 70 years ago. And the question is, how's it doing now after 70 years? So we went into it to take a look, and what we found shocked us. Now, that's not an endorsement of Stalin, who was bad, obviously, nor is it an endorsement of the current president, Vladimir Putin. You may not like him either. But it doesn't change the reality of what we saw, or more precisely, didn't see. There's no graffiti, there's no filth, no foul smells. There are no bums or drug addicts or rapists or people waiting to push you onto the train tracks and kill you. No, it's perfectly clean and orderly. And how do you explain that? We're not even going to guess. That's not our job. We're only gonna ask the question. And if your response is to shout at us slogans dumber than the slogans we used to call Soviet and mock, that's not really an answer. How does Russia 
a country we're told is a gas station with nuclear weapons, have a subway station that normal people use to get to work and home every single day that's nicer than anything in our country. We're not gonna get, we're not gonna speculate. We're just gonna raise the question and wait for someone in charge to give us an answer. What is the answer? So we'll stop the lecture and let you take a look for yourself at what the Kievskaya metro station in Moscow, Russia looks like today, February 2024, in the middle of a war. Here it is. pretty amazing i mean i've been in uh let's see i think the only subway i've been on is the one in dc the metro and it's not bad i mean it's clinton at least you know it's been probably 20 years since i was there but uh, at the time it was nice but nothing like this man this is beautiful <laughs> amazing the the trim on the walls, the painting, every oh my goodness, that's beautiful. Uh, I can see why they were surprised <laughs> and shocked. Man, in the images I've seen of, like, New York subway, good grief. <laughs> that was, uh, you know, there'd be no no difference. No, no, you know, Moscow's got to speed hands down there. Wow. Neat. Oh, well. Um, let's see here. Anybody got any questions, comments, concerns, anything they want to chat about? Well, I'm digging through here, seeing other things that might be of interest. Hey, Sarge. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. What's up? Uh, just feeling out of President's Day. Did you see that uh, Sandy Hook uh, thing that I put in your personal Telegram page? Mm, no. When did you put it in there? Today. Oh. I haven't been in there at all today. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it'll be the last. Of, well, I don't know how you look at it, but it's the. You know, I have to find your country. thing, and I find it there. Um, yeah, country. Yeah. Ooh, let's see here. Uh, it's not scrolling. There we go. Ah, Sandy Hook, line and sinker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me download it here. 
Is that 48 minutes? Must be. Yeah, it's 48 minutes. But it's, uh, it's something that, uh, it's, uh, you know, kind of a summary of all the things that we saw, you know, uh, all those, you know, years ago. Um, but it's a pretty good summary. Yeah, it's there's uh, there's something definitely crazy that went on there. Personally, I'm of the opinion that nothing happened. Um, the day it happened, I don't know what caused me to do it, but I I started digging around looking for um, uh, what do you want to call it fundraising sites, and I found one. I can't remember the name of it, but it was set up the day before the alleged shooting. Yeah, to they, raise uh, money they, uh, for the so-called victims and families. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that in that video too. Yeah, how uh, does it show the picture of the little girl that supposedly died in in a red dress, and two weeks later she's getting her picture taken with Barack Obama in the same red dress? Yeah, and and uh, they also refer to uh, apparently. Well, they say that uh, you know apparently the victims uh, from uh, Sandy Hook, uh, the kids. Uh, we're singing at the Super Bowl <laughs> in 2013. Um, so it's, and that's in the video as well. It's, uh, the whole thing is just, um, it, it's a mess. I mean, my gosh, man. You know, when you start looking at things like that that have gone on in this country, and then, you know, you just played the video, you know, uh, about Russia. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been propagandized. And, oh, yeah you know, sigh off to death, you know? Yep. Man. I'll take a look at that one. But yeah. yeah it, it, you'll like it. It's, it's a good one. Speaking of Sandy hoax <laughs> on YouTube, I was going to look at a video and uh, it was last week and they have one of the supposed fathers up there talking about his daughter in Sandy hook. Mm-hmm. Trying to trying to get money for shooting families and stuff. I one of my favorite ones was the guy. This was like within a day or two of the alleged shooting, and this guy was uh, on a live camera and didn't know it, and was talking, you know, laughing and giggling and all this stuff. And right before he's supposed to go on camera as the grieving father, he has to get into character, and he's. Like, <laughs> You know, working all his tears up and everything, but a second before, you know, they have live video of him shooting or laughing and giggling and all that kind of stuff, and it was just like, oh, put your hand down over your face, and then it goes, the smiles go to tears, and uh, all actors, you know, insanity, and yeah, yep, yeah. I always remember when Putin became president of Russia, the press when a here because he was a uh, ex um, KGB KGB or actually one he FSB. was in another group I think but um, but nobody said a word about George Bush the elders being <laughs> head of the CIA and everything else and it's <laughs> of course closet. not it's okay for us to do stupid things <laughs> oh man and of course you know you ask the average American and they if they even know who George H.W. Bush was, they didn't know he was head of the G, uh, the CIA. He was also in charge uh, the day um, Kennedy was shot in Dallas, from what I understand. So, 
And he had his axle wrapped around the Bay of Pigs. <laughs> now, speaking of Kennedy, I wanted to ask now, have you, any of you seen that uh, JFK X yet? The what? JFK X. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, the one uh, made by Jay Widener. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Um, it, they, they have a high definition video of uh, you know of the, the Bruder film, and they zoom in on it, and you can kind of see. I mean, you know, they kind of convince you that he actually uh, used what is called a squib, right? Way back in the day, when they mm-hmm. made westerns, they used to uh, put what they call the squib on these guys. And so, you know, to make it look like, you know, they were shot or whatever and blood was coming out. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that Kennedy had put a squib on his right cheek, right? And, when the, of course, the squib goes off, you know, and uh, makes it look like he was, you know, he was shot. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of a stretch, but um, but when you watch it, you kind of go, "Wow, <laughs> you know, that's possible." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that he you know, kind of faked his death, you know, to, uh, to prevent is that the, the theory? Is that the theory where they say they've got a body in the trunk and bring it through while they're on the way to the hospital? Yeah, and put yeah, Kennedy back. There? Okay, it, yeah, it's kind yeah. Of, yeah, it's kind of in that vein. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! It's, it, but if you watch JFKX, it's 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 pretty interesting. <laughs> it's uh, you kind of start going, "Wow, man! How many hoaxes have we been exposed to here?" <laughs> yeah. All of them. Well, well, one guy said that that Dallas that or uh, that Daily Square that day looked like uh, a hitman convention because there were so many of these characters there. And some people like Fetzer say that everybody who had a complaint with Kennedy, and there's a list of five major ones, they both sent two hitmen so that everybody had plausible deniability. Right, I've heard that too, yeah. (laughs) Uh, One of the interesting things about that, though, too, is, you know, the lack of TV coverage, right? There's like, you know, where's ABC, where's NBC, where's CBS? You know, there's no cameraman. Yeah. Just one Jewish guy named Zabruder. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> right? And, and and they also point out, too, that uh, in that video that all the people in the background, it, it's like they appear like they're giant. And it's like, why, you know, why would they appear that large? You know? Low camera uh, angle. That the, the film has been, of course, doctored, altered, you know? Because of you know all the different anomalies in it. What about the big group of Jews that were in their ceremonial garb that lined the oh, yeah. road, and they've only got like really blurred pictures of anything that actually got out. Right. Yeah. It, 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 uh, I've heard that too. They were saying it's something something to be. Some about it's some kind of a, like a a, ceremony, a Jewish ceremonial thing. I've heard that. Hmm. Yeah, it's the whole a thing. Sacrifice. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. A sacrifice. Uh, yeah, you know, 
Um, <laughs> it's hard to say. But, uh, but yeah, I've, I've heard so many different, you know, scenarios when it comes to that. But, uh, you know, uh, anything that new that comes out, I'm always interested in it. And uh, so, you know, this particular one, uh, I tell you, man, <laughs> after, after seeing all the, all the, the previous ones, um, this one, you know, I mean, to me, I'm like, well, why not? You know, I mean, all the other ones, you know, they have so many theories and stuff. I'm like, well, it's possible that this could have happened. <laughs> yeah. They might have pulled this off, you know. Who knows? So, yeah, it, it's hard to say, you know. And with all, it's like, you know, the Sandy Hook thing, the same thing. You know, it's like, you, what, can you believe anything anymore, you know, I mean. No, we've been subjected to so many psyops and uh, and uh, uh, propagandized. Uh, you know, anymore you're, you're kind of you start to to question everything. Yep. Well, that's I posted a thing on Facebook the other day. You know, there probably wouldn't be anywhere near as many conspiracy theories if there wasn't so many conspiracies. <laughs> that's right. Hey, Jim. Yeah, Dave. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, they'll know their mission is complete yep. when everything Americans believe is a lie. Yeah, 1982. Uh, what's his chops? Uh, head of the CIA at the time. Um, can't remember his name, but that's what he said. Bill Casey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, William yeah, Casey. Bill Casey. Yeah. Yep. Uh, isn't he the one that they found floating down the stream after a little uh, canoeing accident? <laughs> Can't remember. That did that was cold. Yeah, merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Because you can only <laughs> believe it when you're asleep. Yep. <laughs> that's right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, that's right, yeah. The cheese man. <laughs> but you will like that video, Sarge. It's, uh, that's pretty, it's pretty intense. I'll have to see if I can find it. Oh, my goodness. What else is going on here? Oh, we got the first official, the widow of the first known full self-driving fatality. We were sold a false sense of security. <laughs> Tesla employee and devoted fan of big tech mogul Elon Musk may be the first person killed by the company's driver assistance software, full self-driving, FSD, when his Tesla Model 3 barreled into a tree and exploded into flames. 2022, Hans, o Hans von Ohain was on his way to play golf with his friend Eric Rossiter when the electric car swerved off the upper bank or upper Bear Creek Road just to the west of Denver. According to Rossiter, the self-driving mode was struggling to navigate the mountain curves that forced von Ohain to repeatedly yank it back on course. On their way home, the car just ran straight off the road, Rossler told emergency responders based on 9-11 dispatch recordings. The two were found to have been drinking, and an autopsy found that Ohane died with a blood alcohol level of .26. Woo! Almost three times the legal limit, uh, which is, well, well, according to, I guess, in, in Colorado, was more than three times the legal limit and a level of intoxication that would have impaired his ability to maintain control of the car. Yeah, uh, experts said. Still an investigation by the Colorado State Patrol, 
went beyond drunken driving, seeking to understand what role the Tesla software may have played in the crash. Rossiter, who was found to have a similar blood alcohol level, recalled himself jumping out of the car and trying to pull his friend out, but the driver's door was blocked by the fallen tree. As he yelled for help on the deserted mountain road, he remembered his friend was screaming inside the burning car. Colorado State Police, uh, Patrol Sergeant Robert Madden, uh, who oversaw the investigation, said it was one of the most intense vehicle fires he'd ever seen, fueled by thousands of lithium-ion battery cells in the car's undercarriage. Von Ohain's cause was, of death was listed as smoke inhalation and thermal injuries. In other words, he cooked him. <laughs> Madden said the, uh, he probably would have survived the impact alone, at, uh, at the scene of the crash, Madden also said he found rolling tire marks, meaning the, the motor continued to feed power to the wheels after impact. There were no skid marks, he added, implying that the driver appeared not to have hit the brakes. Von Ohain's widow, uh, Nora Bass, said she uh, has been unable to find a lawyer willing to take his case to court because he was legally intoxicated. Nonetheless, she said, Tesla should take the, at least some of the responsibility for her husband's death. Regardless of how drunk Hans was, Musk uh, has claimed that this car can, uh, can drive itself and is essentially better than a human, she said. <laughs> well, I guess the car was drunk, too. We were sold a false sense of security. Her husband used FSD nearly every time he drove, Bass added, placing... Uh, him among legions of Tesla boosters, heating Musk's call to generate data and build the technology's mastery despite the cars being far from actually being able to drive themselves. While Bass refused to, uh, uh, to use the feature himself, or herself, excuse me, Von Ohain was so confident in it all, uh, in all it promised uh, that he had even used it with their baby in the car. It was jerky, but uh, we were we were like you know, that comes with the territory of new technology. Bass said we knew the technology had to learn, um, and we were willing to be a part of that. Tesla software showing erratic behavior, <laughs> driving into trees. I'd say so. Tesla owners have long complained of erratic behavior by the software, including drunk, uh, sudden braking, missed road markings, and crashes with parked emergency vehicles. Since federal regulators began requiring automakers to report crashes involving their driver assistance systems in 2021, they have logged more than 900 incidents, including at least 40 that resulted in serious or fatal injuries. The electric car manufacturer has released FSD to about 400,000 customers and uh, acknowledged that the software is in beta mode or is still in the development phase. But the automaker argued that its uh, public release is an essential step towards reducing America's 40,000 actual road deaths. <laughs> yeah, right, on the right track now. The more automation technology offered to support the driver, the safer the driver and other road users, Tesla claimed in a short statement on X, formerly Twitter. Tesla used manuals. Uh, a Tesla user manual cite a long list of conditions under which FSD may not function properly, including narrow roads with oncoming cars and curvy roads, 
According to the EV maker, drivers must control their cars and Tesla is not liable for distracted or drunken driving. Meanwhile, multiple lawsuits have begun challenging the, the view that drivers are solely responsible when Tesla's software allegedly causes crashes or fails to prevent them, but Tesla has so far prevailed. Just last fall, a California jury found Tesla not liable for a 2019 autopilot crash, in which survivors said the car suddenly veered off the road. At least nine more cases are expected to go to trial this year. For years, Musk has preached the benefits of pursuing autonomous driving. In 2019, he predicted that it would one day be so reliable that drivers could go to sleep, although Tesla's user agreement requires its drivers to stay engaged and ready to take over from FSV at all times, or FSD, excuse me. We test as much as possible in simulation and with quality assurance drivers, but reality is vastly more complex, Musk tweeted last spring about the new version of the software. Tesla's employees would get it first, he said, with wider release to come as confidence grows. <laughs> Visit robocars.news for more information about self-driving vehicles. Electric cars can inconvenient facts. Oh, John Stossel. Now, let's take a look at this little video. Uh, where is it? There you go. Electric cars are having a moment. Oh, my God! Electric car sales are up 66%. You're going to want to jump in the back. And now my president says the future is electric, and there's no turning back. To make sure of that, some states are banning gas-powered cars. Gasoline cars are driving us toward climate chaos. We actually have to stop using fossil fuel vehicles. California's governor made that an executive order. We will eliminate the sales of internal combustion engines. Governments everywhere say they plan to do that. The government has a vision for a future where all our cars will be electric. But this is just magical thinking. It can't happen. In this video and the next, we point out five inconvenient facts about electric cars that politicians and green activists Take your oil, just don't understand. Electric cars are amazing. Physicists like Mark Mills of the Manhattan Institute do understand. He says the trend to electric is a good thing. But it won't change the future in any significant way with respect to oil use or carbon dioxide emissions. That's inconvenient fact one. More electric cars will hardly dent oil use. If all of us bought electric cars, would it make any difference? So the world has 15, 18 million electric vehicles now. It could go to 300 million, maybe 500 million vehicles. I don't think it will get that many, but that's the aspiration. That would reduce world oil consumption by about 10%. That's not nothing, but it doesn't end the use of oil for the world. Because most of it's used for what? Flying airplanes, driving buses, big trucks, the mining equipment to get the copper to build the electric cars is all oil-fired. And it won't change because those trucks last 40 years. And even if all vehicles somehow switch to electricity, there'd be another problem because despite what we've heard. Further, faster, cheaper, and greener. Electric cars are not all that green. One reason is because electricity isn't all that green. I'm amazed talking to people who are all excited about their electric car and they say, and I'm not polluting. <laughs> and I say, 
where do you get the electricity from? And they don't know. They don't know that most of America's electricity comes from fossil fuels, natural gas, and coal. Just 12% comes from wind and solar. Yet auto companies tell us... Electric vehicles in general are better and more sustainable for the environment. She's a Ford engineer. She's not ignorant. Well, actually, she probably is ignorant in the literal sense of the word. She's not stupid, but ignorance speaks to what you know. You have to mine somewhere on Earth 500,000 pounds of minerals and rock to make one battery. And most of this mining isn't done in the U.S. American regulations make it nearly impossible. So it's done other places, polluting those countries. And worse, ingredients in batteries are mined in places that enslave people and use child labor. An army of children are at the heart of the mining production, wearing no shoes and in the most wretched conditions. Most Americans proudly driving electric cars don't know about this. They just don't want mining done near them. But wherever it's done, mining is a dirty business that adds lots of carbon to the air. If you're worried about carbon dioxide, the electric vehicle is emitted 10 to 20 tons of carbon dioxide before it even gets to your driveway, before you drive the first mile and plug it in the first time. Carbon dioxide produced by the mining and the manufacturing and the shipping. Exactly. Volkswagen published an honest study. They point out that the first 60,000 miles or so you're driving an electric vehicle, that electric vehicle will have emitted more carbon dioxide than if you just drove a conventional vehicle in the first place. You have to own it for a while before the electric part starts to win. You have to own it for at least 100,000 miles, and then the electric part wins by some. So it doesn't get you a zero emissions vehicle. It's reduced the emissions then by 20 or 30 percent, which is not nothing, but it's not zero. No, it's not close to zero. In our next video, more inconvenient facts about electric cars. Politicians make impossible assumptions about batteries and the electric grid. Hope you liked this video. Remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell. That'll make sure you get part two. And on top of that, once it gets to 100,000, it's going to have to have a new battery and the whole mess starts all over again. <laughs> oh, boy. Doesn't everybody want to run out and grab themselves an electric car? You know, a buddy of mine was telling me about back in the early 1900s, they, were, they had electric taxis in New York City that were fantastic, you know. But again, they were not green. But they... Uh, I don't know. It's not like electric cars or anything new. They're just acting like it is. Hey, Serge? Yeah, go ahead. I just posted that link for the uh, actual documentary in the chat. Ooh, okay. For JFKX, it's about an hour and a half. Oh, my. Cool. Yeah, it's not the first link. It's the second one that I post. The first one is just the Ryder Lee and, uh, and uh, Jay Widener talking about the film. Um, but the uh, second one is the actual uh, link to the film. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, somebody uh, on Rumble actually uh, just went ahead and posted it. So JFKX solving the crime of the century. Cool. It's interesting. It mm. is uh, you know it's got a lot of the same stuff that a lot of the other documentaries have. However, it uh, changes course. Oh, about thirty minutes in. It starts. They start to get into the 
what they consider the big conspiracy. So. <laughs> the big conspiracy. The big conspiracy. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. It, it's it, it's interesting because they they're like yeah you know and and uh, the uh, the the other um, the other body was actually uh, J D Tippett so they they claim <laughs> that it was Tippett okay. who actually a lot of people on the uh, on the police force they called him uh, J his nickname was J F K because he looked so much like him right so you know they claim that of course Tippett you know being you know shot and all that. Uh, was uh, they used his body um, as the uh, you know in, in place of Kennedy? Mm. It's it's a, it's interesting. It um, it's it, it's an interesting theory, you know. Crazy uh, but, stuff. Uh, it, it's well worth watching, though. It's uh, yeah. especially when you get a, a high definition shot of uh, of this Bruder film. <laughs> And uh, you can actually see a lot of the things that um, you really couldn't see in the original version. You know, once they got a high def version, you, you can see a lot of the things that they claim uh, were happening inside the vehicle. You know. Yeah, it makes you wonder how they got the high def version. Well, it's just that um, I think they explain it actually. Um, Widener is a well-known. Um, producer and director so um you know i i just don't think i mean to me you lose a lot of credibility if you doctor stuff and i i just don't think that they would do that i just don't think they would that they would doctor it like that you know they're they're trying to they leave that you know, up say, to the government <laughs> yeah yeah you know i don't know i i just think you know once you do that you just you know nobody believes you at all after that yeah so, Yep, but it's it to me it's worth looking at, you know. Yeah, I might have to take a look at that. Well, tomorrow we're gonna I think we're gonna do a um, one of the videos from the uh, uh, end of COVID series that I paid a hundred and I think it was a hundred and ten dollars for their uh, thing, and it got a list. Um, I spent the better part of Thursday afternoon downloading, um, these videos, uh, there was like 90 of them <laughs> and they're all the different, uh, conferences and talks about, you know, everything from, um, Oh, good grief. The question if there was a virus and, uh, the one we're going to look at tomorrow is a lady from Canada who spent, um, Freedom of Information Act requests, like 250 of them, to different countries around the world, starting with Canada and the U.S. and New Zealand and all these other places that claim that, oh, yeah, we've uh, we've isolated the virus. And she asked for documentation showing that they actually isolated the virus, and not a one of them provided any information. They said, oh, we don't have it. <laughs> and uh, pretty interesting stuff. And then there was a guy um, in Germany who um, used that kind of an argument. Uh, he, he got hassled by the police for not wearing face diapers and that kind of thing, I think, or not taking the jabs or something. And uh, they tried to find him, and he used that kind of stuff, saying, you know, prove that the thing even exists in the first place. And the court ended up throwing the case out because they didn't want to have it come into light. So there's all kinds of stuff, but... Um, 
it's uh, pretty interesting, some of the uh, topics that they had in this thing. Actually, um, let me see if I can find that email that had the list. And where did it go? Um, and I got a lot of email there. I think this is it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was like 90 different videos. The end of COVID video, bon oh, the first two things were bonuses. The first one was the Nourishing Traditions Diet, which was from Sally Fallon Morell. Um, interesting. I don't know that I go along with it all together, but uh, you could do okay on it. And the other one was the World Peace Diet by some vegan nut job. And uh, it was, I could, it was all I could do to listen to the whole thing, but I did just to, I forced myself through it. But it was bogus as all get out. But then they actually get in there setting the stage, talking about how they actually started everything and all that kind of junk and isolation of SARS. Um, let's see, uh, genome variants and all the mental gymnastics they go through to try and make people think that these things are real. Um, let's see, PCR tests. Uh, what's under the microscope they talk about uh, electron microscopy and all the different types and how they um, even get to the point where they can supposedly have a slide or a you know a subject that they can look at uh, just unbelievable um, virology requests on trial uh, logic of virology which there really isn't any it's all circular reasoning um you know, it's the old thing, well, it's like, uh, well, we, we can't prove that Santa exists, but there's presence under the tree, therefore Santa exists. And that's the same kind of logic they're using for viruses and that kind of garbage. Um, control experiments, uh, proof of contagion, uh, gain-of-function narrative, uh, spike proteins. Uh, they get into the mRNA jabs. Um, one that was really pretty interesting, psychology and obedience and fear, which is the basically um, psychosomatic illness and uh, pretty much what I've been talking about, but they go into a little bit more in depth. Um, uh, German film and pop culture, <laughs> how they scare everybody. Um, but there, and this is just touching, scratching the iceberg near the tip of the ice cube or whatever. Anyway, it's a bunch. Um, but yeah, I've got every single one of these videos and over time we might be looking at some of them. Uh, but tomorrow I think we're going to do that one on the, uh, public records request because it's pretty interesting. Go ahead. Whoever's I, gurgling in the background. Mr. Terrence, I got a thought on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, for everybody that was tested and accused to be positive, having a COVID, Mm-hmm. Where are all those positive samples being stored? <laughs> yeah, they got your DNA. That's for sure. But where's that warehouse at that's storing all that frozen COVID? Mm -hmm. So, thank you. Thank you. Stars, did you want me to email you that link, or are you good with it being in the chat? I've got it. Okay, good, good. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, we are out of time. We will see everybody tomorrow. Um, keep your powder dry. Get ready. Crap's coming. <laughs> Take care, everybody, because it's the only place you have to live. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Take care, and God bless.